Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do it a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, Hey, girl. Got a hey. short one. Hey, all girl. The girls to the floor. Get your money, money, money. Anyway. Remember how that was uh, phenomenal? It still is. The fact that 2023, that was still my top plate record, says a lot. Anyway, how are you? I would like to start with an apology. Girl, I love when this happens. Go ahead. What, I, what happened? I would like to apologize, not to you, but to the listeners. Damn it. It is 8.31 on a Thursday. And your girl has not eaten anything mm. since the AM. I am starving. And Shanti was just ever so patient as the Uber Eats man dropped off some sriracha Brussels sprouts, br- sprout, excuse me, over a bed of mixed greens without any salad dressing, which is questionable, and some cold and kind of unseasoned Sounds chicken breast. terrible. Enjoy. With a smidge of a smidge of mac and cheese because you got to ruin your effort to be healthy. <laughs> Duh. Duh. So y'all going to hear this. I'm going to move back as much as possible, but I haven't eaten. And I know that people don't like when we eat in the mics. I will do my best. But Shanti, you take it away with your updates and I will mute myself. All right now. Hello, everybody. This is Shanti, co-creator, host of Around the Way Curls. Welcome to... Our episode, I can't remember, fourth episode of the year. <clears throat> um, last week, last third, this just last Thursday to be exact, we, I was in New York and we had a panel discussion with the God, the King, the writer, author, performer. Joel Leon at um Babylon. Leon. I think I'm mm. saying that wrong. Leon. He Haitian or something. Where is where are people from? I don't know, girl. He might just he be made that up. Fancy. Yeah, his last name is definitely Johnson. <laughs> his shit is Leon. <laughs> All right. That nigga name <laughs> is Joel Le- Leon Johnson. <laughs> Joel Leon. 
get that. I'm gonna put some res- I'm gonna keep the respect on it though. I'm not gonna put them out there. Anyway, we were um at Babel Loft in Prospect Park. Was that what it's called? What? Prospect Wait. Heights. <laughs> park, Prospect yo. Heights, <laughs> Brooklyn. And we were talking that good shit. Listen, Babel Loft, shout out to the owners of that establishment, okay? So beautifully decorated, such a sexy, chic. It's giving like Afro Aztec, Afro Arizona vibes in there. You know what I mean? It's like my shtick. In it's there. cute. Like that's everything. Clayish that I love. little arches Smooth here and lines, there. Beige. Beautiful lighting. Good lighting. It's sexy. Nice plants. Great it's very furniture. Sexy. We definitely intend on doing some more events there so y'all can all experience it. But it was a really nice time. Um, If you haven't, you should take a listen to last week's episode and dig into what we were putting down. It was a very cold night. So again, thank you to everyone who did show up. Um, You had to want to be there to come. You had to really want to be there to come. Okay. (laughs) I've had some revelations this past week since then as well that I just want to, you know, I've been sharing publicly with the people and um, on Instagram, but I'm going to share it on the podcast. Saturday, uh, I dropped my daughter off at her art camp and I have like a good two hours, two and a half hours to myself to like meander. Normally I go to a coffee shop and I try to do some work and I always listen to music. I always listen to music when. I do my work and my favorite kink is to meander with my headphones in and I wanted to listen to something new. So I went, oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. I went to um, Spotify. Spotify is my soulmate. I love Spotify. I feel like it knows me and I love to listen to other people's playlists. So they suggested Steven Victor's taste and I played this. And I fell in love with him. I was like, I want to know this man. I want to hang out with him. I want to have conversations with him. I want to show him my breasts oh and my God. lay bare chested together and listen to the playlist. And he looks, he seems like a nigga that like has really nice furniture, appreciates a good cocktail, like so much about him was revealed in that playlist and i loved it did you send it to me uh no i put i put it up on the um instagram he um he is apparently apparently he is a i i ain't even do enough research somebody said he was married so i stopped doing my intel for the nigga but apparently he's he's connected with uh, he he's part of the um the nerd wave the uh Mm. Pharrell wave you know the black boys that like oh the fake nerd n-e-r-d not like yeah like you know the niggas that like like japanese street fashion and Uh Mm -hmm. love instrumental music and have really high taste and you know like asian girls but it made me realize that the next suitor, I 
want I want to know what your playlist is. I want to see what's on your recently listened to. I want I don't want to go back and forth with actual words. I want to go back and forth around songs. That sounds amazing, Shanti. And I may I'll figure out how to like we can talk about like a song you first fell in love to. I don't know. I have to figure out what the different prompts are, but that's how I want to get to know somebody. I personally am not very good at making playlists. Um, so really, I love music, but like the curation of a playlist is something that I'm not in practice of, or maybe I'm over. I probably overthink it. I think that's what it is. I overthink it. I have the good throwback playlists. My current you, playlist. You love so making playlists. You love it. I have it. a billion. Yeah. So you you really get into it. Uh, I a lot of. When my ex and I first talked, he made me a playlist, and uh, and I remember being smitten by that. It was it was really nice. It was a cute playlist, and I was like, "That's how you can see my breasts, y'all." Just so you know, you want to see these double D's duck. Oh God! <laughs> what what type time you on you this week? I'm with this shit. Let's go. Double nipples. Try to see the color of my nipples. Let me see your playlist. They're beautiful breasts, y'all. They are beautiful breasts. You, I tell you stop. all the time. Shanti has the <sighs> most perfect movie Don't star gas them up, television these niggas going looking for it. And no, they, I'm serious. They are they they do that swoop thing where they're perfect for. You've said this. They're perfect for suckling my nipples. They're, they're pronounced. It's perfect. They're pronounced, and it does that doop where it's it doesn't just hang like some people's breasts over here. Like yours go down and then they swoop up as like hello. They could have a little bit they're of very inviting. But for, for have having a the child, they still No, they're beautiful. Them things still color, thing. the color's gorgeous. I appreciate the areola. Areola the, to meat ratio got a is important. Beautiful areola. Oh, what did I just say areola? No, you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> If y'all can see her, you have to join Patreon just for that. You creep. No, you should do like a nude shoot that has something sheer where like it peeks out a little bit. You have beautiful. I breasts. might show my breasts this summer. I'm 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 coming unraveled. I am. I might no, wear me a. I don't think it's thing. unraveled. What do you say? Coming I think that out. you are. I don't know. I might come out. There's too. like awakening. Oh, and blossoming. You. You're blooming. Bl- a bloom. It's a bloom. Ooh. Ooh. You're blooming. God damn. Oh. Um, I have a I have a suggestion yes? for this year. It just came to me, sweetie. Come on, let's go. Do you remember the year? I, I mean, I would be remiss not to bring up the fact that this might come out in February. Oh God, is this the first episode that would come out in February? We don't have anything prepared for Black History Month, and that's gonna stress me out. It'll be okay. It's all every month is Black History Month on Around the Way Curls. No, it's the next episode. This is going to come out on the 29th. So I'm fitting to find some Black History trivia for Thursday's episode while we record. But that's Valentine's Day, sweetie. I think that we should host another Patreon Valentine's Day event. But instead of me, baby, it's you. And oh, we've been that would be some so suitors. fun. That would be fun. And, they, and it's going to be music based. 
I'm going to think about it and figure out how to put it together now. Yeah, but it's going to be sad because they'll be like, I don't know what it's going to be checking. Maybe they won't check for me. Sorry, my insecurities just I think that you're came tripping. out of my mouth. <laughs> I just, I said it. There's <laughs> so many men interested in you. Many I have men. friends. Who? I can't tell you because they're not single anymore, but they were like, yo, when I first met Shanti. Who? Tell me who it was. I will text you later, but I'm not going to say it on this here podcast. But I have numerous friends who are like, she's so fine. One of them pulled up on you last time you were here. Put it out there. Like, hello. If you down, I'm down. Uh, Oh, Oh, yeah, girl. Tricky. Get tricky. (laughs) Trick on you, niggas. Anyway. Listen. All right. I All love right. it. We're announcing it. We're doing it. Okay, let's do it. Oh, my God. I have to put it together. So now I have to get. All right. If you're listening, email aroundthewaycurls at gmail.com. Don't send a DM. We're not going to see it. Email around How did we the way. that last year? I don't know. That's stressful. So I'm going to go through the old um, emails and figure it out. But email aroundthewaycurls at gmail.com. I need you to send me. Three pictures that you really like of yourself. Oh, God. Stop it. One with personality. I'm going to just ask the old boy. I'm going to ask um, Nigel to send them. But just send me some pictures of yourself. Okay? All right. I'm so excited. And I'm unlike you, I will go on a date. (laughs) I know you will. I would end up going on a date. And falling in love. And falling in love. He gonna be a DJ or something. He gonna be like, I don't know. Anywho, <clears throat> listen, this is my last revelation, but this was very this shit right here. Shout out to Kristen Braswell. She is an amazing. I love looking at Kristen. She is the owner of Crush Global. Back in the day, mm-hmm. Antoinette and I and some many other influencers went um on a trip to cuba together all hosted and curated by crush global she did her motherfucking thing that's that is a sophisticated educated elevated black woman she done been everywhere around the world twice she knows how to eat good she knows how to drink well she knows how to have a good time and the girl's smart but anyway i love her stories and Apparently she got beef with MLK, which I love. <laughs> I love it. She don't she fuck with everybody. Martin Luther the King. <laughs> and I love it. She was talking about how he had a white, he was cheating. Oh, we all know he was cheating, right? You didn't know his real love of his life was a white I woman? did not know that Martin Luther King was cheating with white women. And the love he, the, of his life he was loved a white, this white girl, woman. Betty. Her name was Her Betty. Her name was Betty. And she came out years ago. First of all, they it was first um, revealed in the bi- the biography, 1986 biography, Bearing the Cross by David Garrow. In the book, Garrow briefly describes a serious relationship between King and a young white woman around the same age named Betty. Child. They were in love and apparently King left the relationship with a broken heart and he never recovered. That is propaganda. He he couldn't be with her without. But to my dad who walked around in that Malcolm X hat proudly with his white. Tricky. (laughs) Tricky. Optics are (laughs) tricky. Almost all of King's friend tried to discourage him from staying with Betty 
knowing mm-hmm. what an interracial relationship would mean for his future. Mm. His friend has said, I thought it was a dangerous situation that could get out of hand. And if it did get out of a hand, it could smear King. <laughs> what? <laughs> this fucking voice. <laughs> Hurry up with these updates. Any, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was shocked and I did not know that. And Yeah, girl. I love that for us. I love it for us. I love what that means. I love the way that what does it rages. What does us. it mean? It just ma- it's just messy. It's contradictory. It's- Why is it contradictory? Can he love his people and still fall in love with a white woman? Um Or is it sad? Not enough that he could he could um he could reveal that to mm. everyone? Apparently not. Could 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 we take any would you take somebody's seriously enough if dr umar (laughs) if if malcolm x dr umar is not no but i'm just saying people that vehemently you know love want to see black people liberated put their life on the line not to say dr umar does but we've 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 had this topic so many times we don't have to go over it but we're not going to sit here and act that that's that isn't contradictory that that doesn't mm, i mean fucking what's his name jonathan majors child like it's tricky and um there and i love that though, it is i love that angela davis was dating a white woman but that not <laughs> it never came I out i love that for her <laughs> i love out. how rumors messy it is for all of us and i love how messy it is I love how messy it is that you think it's messy. I know. With, Isn't it that's fantastic? That's wild to me. It's crazy. It really is. Um, it's remarkable. I'm surprised it's not. I, I wonder if there's going to be a day that somebody, a black man especially, can have a position that he has and uh, love on his know, white there, woman there without, us, without us discrediting him. And oh, thinking that no. he don't love us entirely. Anywho, Martin was tricky. I and I, child, I ain't gonna keep going because it is Black History Month is creeping up. But I also discovered some other information about Martin that apparently is going to be revealed, unsealed files twenty twenty eight or some yes. shit like that. That we gonna yes. tricky, complicated. I mm. hate that. I hope those files remain sealed. Even more tricky that you would say that. Damn. I love it. (laughs) Let it all crumble and unravel. (laughs) None of it's real. All right. Um, If you're on Patreon, my updates are, you can see that I look like I don't have any clothes on. I have my little wrap on. It is the dead of winter, but guess what? My heat was off. It ain't off no more. When I tell you, on like the coldest days, I woke up and I was like, what is going on? Because usually it was I'm so sleep cold. with the window open. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping with the fan on. Heat is going. No heat. You don't appreciate things until you're, they're gone. Joni said it. Not only no heat, but no hot water. For the, the heat came back on within two days. The hot water was off for about a week. Really? washing in pots i was boiling water 
Like boiling tons of water, soup, you know, the big soup thing I have, putting, throwing it in the bathtub and hurrying up and washing. Poverty. <laughs> I was like, wow, you really just don't appreciate the things. And I had to call 311 on these people because they were, what does there that was mean? no urgency. Oh, y'all don't have 311. 311 in New York is when you, it's like a service where you call to basically say that your building, to tell on your building. And and it's a really a last resort for me. I, I want to handle things internally. But my super kept coming upstairs and putting his hand under the faucet and being like, it's so hot. And I'm like, it's not hot. You know it's not hot. It's lukewarm at best. I was like, I can't wash dishes in this. So I also had a sink full of dishes until I would boil water, but they were just piling up because who has time to be boiling the water? You know, like it was too much. So I'm just very grateful that my heat is back on. It's hot in here, but I'm going to take it. It's fine. <laughs> the project heat is back, girl. You, were, you girl. had the projects both ways. You had the projects <laughs> right. both ways, child. It's no in-between, sweetie. <laughs> I said, goddamn. Um, also, I want to shout out to all the listeners here who are also listeners of Can't Afford Therapy. I'm not going to spill the beans here because I want to shoot people on and over to to that their podcast but we are are the latest episode that we did was one that was incredibly honest i was very proud of myself for being honest i'm i am i'll say it i after we we recorded an episode on loving someone with addiction and after doing that and it's been it, i've been thinking it for a, for a while now that i felt like i was performing wellness because Taking on that podcast with as much as it requires was a lot. Mm-hmm. And on top of this, on top of the job, on t- it was just like, oh my God, how do I do this and still have time for myself? And every time we start that podcast with checking in with the feelings wheel, and most often it was, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I feel overwhelmed, I'm anxious. And it's like, well, girl, are you going to do the work of being honest, mm-hmm. possibly disappointing your co-hosts, the listeners who are very supportive? I knew that they would be because I'm like the type of people who listen to Can't Afford Therapy are people who most likely are a bit um, self-aware, kind, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and you know, invested in, in our well-being. So everyone responded very well to um, our announcement of the need to take a break. And I wasn't the only person that felt that way. There were just different reasons why. Um, We've been talking a lot behind the scenes. It doesn't seem like it's going to be the end. It seems like it's going to transition into something smaller, something more seasonal. Um, So many listeners are giving us so many great ideas around how to strip back. Yep. They're like, fuck the video. We don't need that. We don't need the social media. Just do 10 episodes a season and they don't have to come out weekly. They could come out bi-weekly. They get like, they're just like, whatever you need to do or, or, or say no. But like, but another thing was that we were also doing this really intense personal work with each other. And then we're not able to maintain any relationship outside of recording. Hmm. And so it feels strange to be in a room with these strangers, essentially, feels like but then therapy. it feels so safe. But also, that's therapy, you, though. That's yeah. 
It is, but it 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 one of our co-hosts that was not what he wanted. Mm. It was very evident and he and he the way he verbalized that was really beautiful. He was really we had a different call that had a very different energy and I think he sat with it and then he came back and really explained to us and was very vulnerable with us about how hard it is to make adult friendships, to have adult friendships and that he's looking for that. And so it was just a it was such a beautiful conversation. I went into it very nervous and kind of defensive with my guard up, but it the way it unraveled, the way it unfolded was as it should. And so I feel even more proud of the work that we did over there. And I'm I am humbled and overwhelmed by the response. The email, I mean the emails flooded, the DMs flooded. Um I don't think that I I don't have any insight into the numbers really for that podcast. When the numbers for the listeners, like the downloads and the subscriptions were sent from Savon, because he has more insight into that, I was shocked. I had no idea that that podcast, I mean, I can only see the numbers on Instagram, but so many people were like, we don't even follow you on Instagram. Literally, my friend told me to listen to well, this y'all, podcast. Y'all should and I'm definitely listening. pick up. That it's a gem. So hope take your time, but you yeah, know, or just be really proud of what therapy. y'all did. You yeah, yeah. go to therapy. I need to do some therapy because <laughs> I have some stuff to work out. Word. So just really grateful. So and there's I, there's some faces in the comments that I know from here, some names that I know from around away curls, and I'm just thank y'all so so much because that was scary to do, to be honest about that. So that's it. And this is the time of the podcast where we remind all of you listeners, speaking of support, to rate, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, share Around the Way Curls with your own communities. It goes a long, long way. Nothing is better. The best referral you can offer in any kind of business is personal referrals so tell your mama and them um we do appreciate it it does help our growth it does help our visibility in terms of our own numbers and it also just helps us stay connected to you um you guys need us and we need you so we like to know what we're doing right and also what we could do better so please feel free to share a way that you can support us financially because the girls do need it we need help with editors. We need help with, we're doing more live shows like the past episode where we can recap and share with quality sound and videos. It requires a team. So help us to build. Consider joining our Patreon and be a patron. It is a tiered subscription video service where you can actually see our faces as well as other exclusive content. Speaking of which, will it have already passed by the time this comes out? Yeah. Never mind. But you you just missed our community kickback around the way curls kickback where we come on and all of us just chop it up together. Very authentic, open, unscripted time for us to be together. If you'd like to join next month's, consider being a patron. Shout out to the new patrons, Alem, Alim. I'm not sure which, but Alem, Mac, Jay, Monique, Nija, and Maya Nicole. We appreciate y'all. You know who you are. Thank you. 
Let's take a break, Queen. Can you sing for us? After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we're back um, for hot shit. Mm. Uh, tonight's conversations. I'm a bad podcaster. I don't know about other podcasts, but apparently, apparently, uh, tonight's the tonight converse, mm, the tonight's conversation podcast is one that deals with a whole bunch of relationships. Now I've seen their clips. I've seen things in social media. I just didn't know what it was. They have like a million and some followers, like they're doing their thing. Um, but they are going on tour. And a couple of friends of mine who are who are not podcasters at all actually sent this to me and was like, oh, do you want to go to this? You want to check this out? And I was like, oh, of course I do, because our friend Mandy B is a special guest in half of the cities that they're doing. Okay. So the Tonight's Conversation podcast is coming to a city near you this winter and this spring for live recordings. Um, and... Ace Metaphor and some of the nation's top love and relationship influencers uh, will join us for an evening of real, raw, and hilarious conversations on all of your favorite relationship topics. Okay. And so basically they have like Q&A and they're very funny, witty, but also poignant answers. And it just seems like a really good time. So they're like prepared to laugh, dance, catch the tea on the intimate, the grimy, and the treacherous in your city. So um, I'm very proud of Mandy. I don't know how to f- she's doing all this touring because uh, she sent me the dates. And I was like, how, girl? How do you fit this in? But she's doing it, and I'm proud of her. So I will be at the NYC shows uh, in support, and I hope to see y'all there. But definitely look them up. This is not paid. Um, I wish it was, but it's not. And uh I think it's a I think it's a great girls night. I think it's a great opportunity to maybe meet a boo, flirt with a boo and have a good time. So interesting. I am. I am endorsing I want to come. They come to Philly. Yeah, they going to Philly. Y'all, the, y'all should go. The girls should go. We should go. Me and Amanda y'all should, should go. go. Y'all should definitely go. Who all going to be there? What they talking about? You know, if can you get off your phone? I'll tell you later. <clears throat> we gotta keep going with the podcast. <laughs> you looking it up. This is just an a sign from God. Y'all take it how you leave it, but I was in my spirit to share this with you. One in four food delivery drivers admit to eating the food that they deliver. 
Oh my to God. your house. And I just got Uber Eats. That's all. That's it? That's it. That's the whole update. Yeah. That's do just... you do you get do you order food like that? No. Yeah, I have. You know, more than four times. So one of them four times somebody was eating my food. I think it's if you order like fries or something. I don't think it's do if you think so. You think that they're busting out plates of food and ordering plate and eating your plated Who food? Who knows what's possible? All things are possible through Christ Jehovah. So, and um, what is this poll? This was a poll. Like, who? Where did they admit from this? From U.S. Foods, whoever they are. Exactly. Like, who admitted this? Girl, I know you're not actually did not believing this to be true. I don't want to believe right. that. Okay, I don't want to believe it, girl. Go to your next hot shit. <laughs> All right. This isn't actually my hot shit. This is a caller, so I wanted to share. She called and left a voicemail. Good morning, beautiful ladies. I'm listening to the latest episode. Santi. Oh, by the way, this is Allie from Oakland, California. Hey. Um, Santi, girl, let there be flesh. I love you so much. <laughs> um, I just wanted to give you guys a book read in case you haven't heard of it. I think it's beautiful. You guys should get into it. It's about... Four generations of different women. It's called Memories, Memoirs of a Cherry Harvest from a Cherry Harvest. It's beautiful. It's a tale of two sisters and then their families and then their families. It's beautiful. Get into it. It's a good cry. It's a good read. Love you, ladies. Keep doing what you do. Bye. You said yes after a good cry. I love books that make me cry. <laughs> I love to weep while reading. I love the idea. Yeah, same. I mean, I love the idea of four generations of different women. I wonder how difficult it is, like, if that's something you and Joe could read. I don't know. You think she would do it? Jolie asked me for romant teenage romantic novels. <laughs> for real? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, oh. what are the teen? I was like, my friend, wait, my friend Nick Stone is a writer, and she writes that. Well, she writes I'm, young adult. Yeah, give it to me now. Black as romantic. long as it's like. I gave you one. Huh? That, remember the book that I brought home? I, sure went, that, I thought that was for Sean. You gave one to Sean, not Joe. Oh, did I give it to him? Mm-hmm. But oh, she well, I'll ready. Give, I'll give you one. She ready. She ready to, to, Look to up get Nick the Stone. TV. Of, thank God, because Lord knows I was reading Fly Girl, The Coldest Wood to Ever. That's how I No, don't give my, her that. <laughs> I would she never. don't need them. But that's how at my 13, 12, 11, that's Same. how I was getting my romantic novels. I will never forget what somebody gave me. The coldest winter ever on a cheese bus. And Hot. let me read that. Hot and I was hell. like, what's happening in my underwear? Exactly. And I was like, there's a <laughs> pulsating that's, that's going on. What? I love reading. <laughs> Girl, the way Midnight had me in a chokehold. I said, because she, she had to describe. They ain't had to do that. Yes, they did. They did. Tony Morrison. The way never they do described that. it, be like the, his throbbing member in my mouth she as saliva her dripped down my chin. I was, was like, like, "Oh, I will. I'll just never forget the scene." Shout out to Omar Tyree. Shout out to Philly and Fly Girl. When old girl, what was her name? Tracy. When Tracy was in the bathroom at the club. What she do? And Tracy was the flyest thing walking, and she was describing her outfit. I and love she was the in the mirror, yeah. and she said she had to lick her finger. She felt the saliva from her tongue as she had to push <laughs> down, use it for one of her baby's hair, baby hair that was acting unruly. It was something about the word unruly that I was like, this woman is in control of every fucking thing, even her, her baby hair. 
I love. I want to be her. If we were to read that now, we would be like, "This is the most sexist propaganda I Absolutely. have ever." This is the most fu- and because it's all nickels. Well, Sister Soldier, where'd she go? Sister Soldier came out with no disrespect after that. I read it and too. It was like, "Boom!" <laughs> I like this shit don't slap. Where the fuck the drugs at? Where the titties and dicks and shit? (laughs) Respect. (laughs) What did you used to always say to self love (laughs) shit though? That shit, disrespect myself. Love the black community (laughs) shit though. (laughs) Talk about head wraps. I want to hear about perms and A line cuts, (laughs) nigga. (laughs) Yo, gold rings and things. Where the drug dealers at? Oh, remember how she would describe how Midnight would just his did walk. Did Midnight and his, end up with a white woman? Who he end up with? He uh, did have a white. He didn't end up with her, but there was. Oh my God! Midnight was Dr. Martin Luther King. <laughs> no, oh, you did not God. just equate Midnight from the coldest winter ever to Martin Luther the King. Because Midnight was smart too. This, see, this is the type of shit I'm a dude. mark. <laughs> You ain't never marked nothing for a clip, and that's what you want to clip. Because that is good. I be out here talking my real shit, and that's what you clip, you old raggedy I'm thing. A, I'm getting in practice of it. I just, just came to be like, uh-uh. Whatever. All right, come on, y'all. I mean, come on, Shati. Shati doing politics this week. Politics is usual. So I believe it was January 22nd. Prime Minister of Israel Netanyahu rejected Hamas's offer to release all of the hostages in exchange for an immediate and permanent ceasefire and for them to immediately leave Gaza. Netanyahu mm. refused this. Netanyahu, this is um, from Al Jazeera, who was under growing domestic pressure to bring the captives homes said that accepting Hamas's condition would mean leaving the armed group intact and that Israel's soldiers had fallen in vain. Mm. A lot of the Israeli people, especially the families that um, are related to the, uh, the hostages, are protesting They've actually gone um, and where was it where it actually happened? I think they disrupted some type of government meeting or something yes. that they've had in protest demanding that they bring the hostages home. One of um, Netanyahu's um, government officials said that Perhaps a total defeat of Hamas, and I feel like this is the realest thing to ever be said. <clears throat> you ha- you also have to dissent from within. There was also dissent within the war cabinet, with one member saying that perhaps a total defeat of Hamas is not a realistic goal for the government to be aiming for, and that there should also be elections held so that the public can show their confidence in the government. Mm. At this time, Hamas is still holding 136 people in captivity, according to the Israeli um, officials. I think he retorted, I did not double check this, but I think um, he countered, Netanyahu countered and said, you give us all the captives and we'll cease fire for two weeks (laughs) in exchange for all of the captives coming home, which of course Gaza was, I mean, excuse me, of course Hamas was like, nah, this was your chance to do it. That's wild to me. 
that's crazy to me that also just um, put so many holes in the defense of Israel or the is in Israel's defense that they have to keep continuing this or uh, war in order to bring the hostages home. And now they had the actual, you know, opportunity to do that. And they turned it down um, in order to continue on completely decimating Gaza at this point. Um, another point I wanted to make, uh, which was a really bittersweet moment for so many people who have fallen in love with and have become really, really attached to so many of the photo, excuse me, journalists in Gaza. The photojournalist Motaz Azaza, I'm not probably not pronouncing his last name, has left Gaza. Um, he is from Gaza, so he has to actually leave his home, but he, I don't know if he's decided, I don't know the conditions in which um, have him leaving Gaza, but he's finally leaving and I feel it's really bittersweet because there's constantly I've waken up days and be like, oh, we haven't heard from Motaz. Like, mm -hmm. did he die? And this is with a lot of the um, journalists that we've followed. There's this constant fear that like, oh, did they make it through the night? Have we heard from them? Um, yeah. He's gained 18.5 million followers. He's only 24 years old. He's an amazing photographer and storyteller mm -hmm. and has relentlessly and unconditionally showed up for his people and done what he could against the most terrifying, heartbreaking odds to share the stories of, um, of these people and the conditions. We only know what the Palestinians have been going through and the horrors and the injustices that they have been experiencing because of people like him. So, Shout out to him, a big thank you. The amount of recovery and the amount of survivor's guilt that he must be mm -hmm. carrying in this moment and just the PTSD that he must be experiencing is so great. So whoever um, can and knows and loves him, please send him love because he, he has to recover. He probably will never recover, but he's done so much. So shout out to him. <clears throat> another strange news can i oh can go I, ahead yes please Antoinette. i'm curious to know um what you think about the <sighs> i have these conversations with people who i love who are very good people um who i disagree with though around netanyahu's stance um of of saying that we that they have to root out Hamas completely and that the the hostages um if the hostages are released then that's fine but that does not that does not solve the greater issue of Hamas still being viable and that there will be another attack now my response to that is if the hostages should be first and foremost. Part of the reason why they don't want to make this deal, in my opinion, to get the hostages back is that that is what protects them, protects the Israeli government. And uh, in terms of like PR campaign that they're completely losing, it's like, well, they have all of these hostages. We have to 
root them out so that this never happens again. But if, if Hamas doesn't have hostages and you're still bombing them in that way, then you, you lose a little more PR campaign there. And so, but, but then they still have this argument that in order for this to never happen again, we have to completely exterminate Hamas. What would be your response to that? I think it's complete and total bullshit. Complete and total bullshit. Because I need help. How many Hamas, how many Hamas members Mm -hmm. do you have? Right? Like, what is the logistics or what are the intelligence that you have of like, yes, there's 300 Hamas members left and we we've and it's going down to 285. Now we're at 100. Now we're at nine. We only have well, many of more. them aren't even in Gaza. Again, exactly. So like, what is the logic of this eradicating all of Hamas and niggas? They don't die. They multiply. This is an ideology. It's not mm-hmm. a um it's not a finite, again, you know, cockroach thing where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I've rounded up 85 and I just got to squash them all out. The, the more that they drill into this lie, number one, that the only reason that they are going into Gaza is in defense of Israel and the idea that Israel is a um is a is has no responsibility number 1 in the creation of Hamas and mm-hmm. they are just protecting themselves um and protecting their land that they rightfully own again you just got to go to the root cause of like until you really are honest about the creation of Hamas until you're really honest about your intent and your desire to take Gaza, take that land, displace those people. Mm. You're just, you're just lying to us and it's, and it's constantly going to continue to go on. And, and I, I feel like the hostages, that was the main this all started October 7th with the attack on Israel by Hamas, the killing of innocent people, the murdering of children, which is one thing that they were saying was happening, um, the raping of women, um, which I, I'm not going to say it didn't happen, but I don't. we don't have evidence that it happened. Many of, even Biden had to retract some of the claims the that he was making. The beheading of children is what he retracted. Right. Uh, Some exactly. of the hostages are saying that they were that they experienced sexual violence. Okay, um, but the the, the disproportionate evidence, mm-hmm. the story, and the mm-hmm. defense of each of these two parties is compl- is disparate in in its um, in the arguments. One yeah. feels far more logical far more it just makes more sense and the other just feels like you're poking holes and you are cognitively uh dissonant that you are lying that you are this narrative cannot be you're not being honest you're not being real i i thank you for that because i i think what i'm running into and i'm i'm truly looking for 
advice on this because it's like you're lying to us. Like you keep saying that you're lying to us. You're being dishonest. But the people that I'm talking to are, are actually really believe it and might be lying to themselves. Like they're, they really believe that they are right. And so it's, it's very interesting. They're right. They being them and Israel in their, in, in their, um, quote unquote defense that is wildly disproportionate. I, in my opinion. So anyway, we don't have to keep going cause I, we have a lot of show, but something for us to think about is that, um, it's the same way where we talked about, you know, the people in this country, the people who love Trump, they, that's their truth. They believe it. And so it's like, how do you get to that, that middle point? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Alabama is set to execute a man with a gas method that mm. has been rejected by veterinarians for animals. Mm-hmm. It's on the verge of executing a man on death row by nitrogen suffocation, a method that has never been used on a human being. The convicted um, murderer, Kenneth Eugene Smith, um, is scheduled to be executed. I maybe this week today, actually of this airing or tomorrow, um, he is convicted of a 1988 murder for hire of Elizabeth Senate. He's lost two separate appeals to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, the originally he was set to be killed on November of 2022, but he survived the execution because he was. He, his veins were too small. They couldn't find his veins. Mm. And it was basically a botched execution. Um, and they are trying to appeal this, saying that to try to execute him again would be going against and violating his Eighth Amendment right, which is the right to um, against cruel and unusual punishment. They're argument those that are in defense of him is that this actual procedure would be a long death because the way that they do it i I, they of course put something a, a mask over his head and they basically deprive you of oxygen but there's no way of making sure that it's completely secure again veterinarians don't even do this procedure because that happens, the animals end up just having a really prolonged death. It's not like a succinct bump, you're out, and it ends up involving a lot of, you know, mental and bodily stress because the body is fighting for oxygen. Um, <clears throat> so they're saying that, of course, this is um, unusual, it violates this right, and it is against his human dignity and ours as a people that would do this anyway. Um, just to go over that, the American Veterinary Medical Association discour- discourages the use of nitrogen gas when euthanizing animals, in part because of the difficulty in keeping oxygen levels low. The attorneys argue that the mask is not tightly sealed and will allow oxygen to infiltrate the breathing space. The attorneys argue the process will also deprive him 
will lead to nausea and cause him to vomit before he passes out and eventually dies. The U.S. Supreme Court rejected this argument and he is set to die with this new and not yet ever done uh, killing method. I just looked up his final meal was steak, hash brown and eggs. This was two hours ago. And the scheduled witnesses for his execution are his wife, his two sons. Oh, my God. And his attorney. So he's about to die soon then. He's still living in this moment. I'm not sure that was posted two hours ago, but that was his last meal. I mean, we, you know, last week, we, I think the week before we talked about the death penalty, the death penalty right? I need to make a clip for that. That was funny. Um, do you think this is excessive? Absolutely. The do death you think it is, is against excessive. his actual, well, I mean, the, the death penalty at that's one question but the actual like all right we're going to do this by any means we're going to do this you know um this nitrogen suffocation basically do do you think I mean, his argument is viable that, that that this prolonged death is is wrong yeah or yeah it goes against his constitutional right against cruel and inhumane absolutely uh, but I think that when you criminalize, I just, I, if you Google his, Google him, Google him, put his name in the thing. Kenneth Eugene Smith What's the first thing that's under his name. I don't under know the, it's going so fast. It's the first thing you see. Criminal. Oh yeah. Uh huh. That's it. Nothing else. Criminal. And so when you do that, when you dehumanize someone in that way, then you're not even an animal at this point. You are actually worthless. You have no value and you have no rights. And this is not cruel and unusual punishment because you deserve nothing. <clears throat> That's what it is. And to sum up his entire life, I don't know this man. I don't know anything about him. Uh, he could be a mon he could be a, a monster in my opinion. But I don't know if I, I struggle with making that determination. And if 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 you're going to kill someone, right, and it, it's almost as if you're taking pleasure in it being painful and it being prolonged, that feels absolutely cruel. I so mean, yes, how, how this can is you against kill someone humanely. You know what I mean? Like, how can to you shoot do it him from... in the fucking head? Then oh, he... I don't know. Oh, Jesus! Oh. But like to to prolong it, I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't think that you. I, that's why I struggle yeah. with the it's death penalty. But to prolong it is feels like nuts. To and on, and honestly, if you couldn't find his vein, he's probably severely dehydrated, or he did it on purpose to to get out of it. I don't know. But like. Come on, there there has to be another way. There has to be. If it's not good enough for an animal, no. then Jesus, what are we doing here? What wrongs are we righting by doing Talk this? Talk about it. These are the I questions. I don't get it. it does, we don't. It makes no sense. This it is Israel no and sense. Hamas. This is Israel and Hamas. That, that thing that makes this okay is the same thing that makes that okay. This dehumanization. 
it, it's there there's no pathway killing. to yeah. yeah anything else and i and i and it worries me because like you said and it's something that that sticks with me is that when we have these topics you always say that you think about the ways in which you embody it the ways in which you embody what israel does the way in which i embody what the um quote unquote justice system is doing to Kenneth Smith in Alabama. You know, if if that girl was my kid, I'd probably be for it. Would you? Interesting. I don't know. I don't have a child. If that was JoJo, I'd probably be like, make him suffer. I don't know. I, don't I hope I not. But that scares me that that's in us. That scares me that that could be in me. I don't ever want to lose my humanity. And I, and I don't want the listeners or you two either. This is scary times. It's scary because, you know, our Supreme Court is the one that is, you know, upholding Child. this and making that distinction and um, getting to name what is cruel and unusual punishment and what's not. When this obviously critics are saying that it's likened to um, did they name human it or did they push it back to the state? Excuse me? Did they did they name it? Or did they push it back to the state and say, this question. isn't our business. We're not going to get involved in state business. Because sometimes they take the the easy way out and they don't actually make the a US decision. The U.S. Supreme Court rejected Smith's arguments over being executed twice mm. without comment on Wednesday. Mm. Without comment. Okay. Tri- slippery. These are the little things. These are the little things They're that we little. all have to... Um, be aware of because they are markers. They are. They they are saying something, child. Mm. <clears throat> oh, not not good news. We'll lighten it up soon. Sorry, I just I couldn't not bring this up. The impact of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Texas abortion laws. Sure, we all know. We've talked about this. Do not offer exceptions for rape or incest, okay? No exception for rape or incest over in Texas. As a result, Texas saw an estimated 26,313 rape-related pregnancies during the 16 months after the state outlawed all abortions. Oh, my God. Okay? With, no again, no exceptions for survivors or rape or incest. Okay, this is according to a study published by the Journal of American Medical Association. (sighs) Following the June 2022 Supreme Court ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade, the researchers estimated there were 519,981 rapes associated with the 64,565 pregnancies Mm. Mm. During the four to 18 months after the states Mm. implemented total abortion bans of those pregnancies, an estimated 5,586 occurred in states with exceptions for rape. And okay, does that make sense? 5,586 occurred in states with exceptions for rapes, whereas 58,979 in states with no exception. So what wow. we're seeing, I could keep running off numbers. What we're seeing is in states where there is no exception for rape or incest, the amount of pregnancies are going up 
not only the amount of pregnancies, but the amount of rape, which is wild. That correlation, and they're trying to figure out what that is, because it doesn't mean that you can't be tried for rape, right? We didn't decriminalize rape, but they're just saying like, well, you have to have this baby if you do get pregnant. And that seems like an an incentive almost for rapists. That is the correlation that people are drawing. I don't have anything further to say. I I don't know what to do with that. I saw this came out in a very small. Um, actually, I love this guy. Let me look at him. What's his name? He works for the Huffington Post. Black guy. He he breaks all the news on the Twitter sphere. Well, on X. Uh, where is he? If I scroll a little bit, I'll find him. And everybody should be following him because he really provides great information and of course I can't find him when I need to but I will um but he posted this and this was from just a Houston uh reporter reported this and now it's being picked up by bigger outlets I'm seeing because people are tagging you know CNN tagging ABC tagging these larger networks but it's it's mind-boggling to me how anyone can vote to uphold this. I just, I just, I just don't get it. It's deeply personal and it's wild. It's wild. And I don't know what that thing is that you, that someone would see that this, this person would have to now carry the child and that would incentivize you almost. We're sick. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna make it. Should we make it? Like I don't know. I don't. The fun, I don't with this kind of stuff. Stop. Stop. I think its name's Philip. Anyway, other things that we Philip Lewis. I love Philip Lewis. He's from Detroit. Shout out to Detroit deputy editor editor at the Huffington Post. He gives the real real. Appreciate him. Um. Liberal justices, I, he just broke this. Um, there are three dissents from the liberal justices. So shout out to the Democrats, the liberal Democrats on the Supreme Court, all dissenting to um, Kenneth Eugene Smith's. They they voted to actually stop that. But of course, here we go. These uh, Republican appointees to the court that's why voting matters, baby. So I'm a fucking broken record at this point. Things you should know, but we can't go into detail. You have the first one. Do you want to talk about this briefly? Yep. Biden admits airstrikes aren't working in Yemen, but he continues regardless. There is a clip of him um, saying just that very clearly. Are they working? No. Are no. We going to continue with yes. the bombs? Yes. The United States launched military attacks on the Houthis in Yemen, targeting its military infrastructure. The Houthis are backed by Iran, which is, of course, a forever um, nuclear and military threat to the U.S. and its allies in the Middle East. The U.S. President Joe Biden said the joint strikes with the United Kingdom were meant to demonstrate that the U.S. and its allies will not tolerate the Houthis' attacks on shipping in the Red Sea. The Houthis are one of the only 
folks in the world, global folks in the world, as well as it being the poorest in the world to stand up and actually take some action um, against Israel in its fight to uh, take some kind of stance um, for Palestine. And they intentionally go and disrupt all of the shipping to Israel via the Red Sea. Um, mm-hmm. Biden doing this, he did not get congressional approval which folks are saying is a violation of the Constitution's article number one, which Mm -hmm. states no state shall without the consent of Congress lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. Both Democrats and Republicans responded to this as a violation of the constitutional constitution's article one. Um, sim- I, okay. Like the, again, these blatant like things that don't make sense, but we are mm-hmm. all just watching it happen before our eyes. So we won't get into that. What's next? Answer, Can't get into it. I wanted to just call out too, that I know that we talk about capitalism a lot. And billionaires, and sometimes these numbers are hard to understand, but I just want to say that Jeff Bezos, that is the former owner, I think he's the former owner, didn't he sell it, of Amazon, made over $7.9 million an hour, every hour, (laughs) in 2023, okay? In under 13 minutes, he brought in the equivalent of what the typical person in the U.S. will earn in a lifetime. I just want to let that sink for everybody who says it's not harmful. These people, people work hard for their money. Make that make sense. That's all. Fonnie Willis. Do you know who Fonnie Willis no, is? We talked about her. Is. Okay, Fonnie. Fonnie or Fanny? It's Fonnie. I spelled her name wrong. Fonnie Willis is uh, the woman in... Georgia and Atlanta. She's doing the RICO case against y- YSL, Young Thug and them, but she's also doing this case against okay. Trump mm-hmm. with the election and how he said, find me X amount of votes. She got some controversy, child. Oh, she no. fucked What'd up. She fucked do? up for the D. What the, her vagina got her in trouble, uh, She had an affair, oh. but this is, none of this is illegal. None of this is illegal, to be very clear, but if Trump is using it, he's going to use this against her, all right? Anything that he can used to say she is corrupt she's not good um she had an affair with one of her deputies special prosecutor nathan wade nathan wade is on the case very handsome of course gentleman fuck late night we all don't watch the shows with our girl in it now he also scandal viola? oh viola um listen Go ahead. uh they're saying this is a conflict of interest because this all came out because wade is going through a divorce the wife was like, you're finally got to come in here and talk about why I see that my man is buying her trips, Girl, her and them trips back and forth she be- because we don't know what the, we don't know what the prenup was. We don't know what the divorce, we don't know, but she's using that as evidence in her divorce trial. Now Trump's team is taking that and being like, oh, she hired him to 
work on this case. He's buying flights. They went on a cruise, child. <laughs> Not a cruise, but they went on a cruise. <laughs> Who does? He's like, we buy. They he's I'm buying all kinds of stuff now with the money that you are giving him for this trial. Now, to be very clear, she does not give him the money for the trial, okay? The 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 Department of of Justice does for that state. But anyway, it's it's tricky. It's 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 muddled over there. Now, we can't get into it. Higher Learning did an excellent breakdown of this, brought some lawyers on to discuss it. I want to uh send folks their way for more information. But it's sad. We need this case is what we needed. And now what's crazy is that because there's this muddling, it's almost certain that this case is not going to be tried on the timeline that they had first set. There's going to be delays. So now this makes more way for Trump to go ahead and he's already going to be the nominee. It's pretty clear but to go ahead and be uninterfered with his path to the presidency let him mercy so, hope everybody on on you know who are are not voting for trump not in support of trump are hoping that one of these cases takes him down because he would not be able to run you can't be convicted but here we are also, Ron DeSantis, out of the race, right? We knew that. Ron, he he already got on Trump's bandwagon, endorsed Trump. Senator Tim Scott, you know who Tim Scott is? Heard about him, yeah, uh-huh. Google Tim Scott so you can see his little raggedy face. Tim Scott is the black Republican child oh, senator. Oh, Tim Scott, this nigga. Who, he, oh, congratulations to him. He proposed to his girlfriend. Tim, look at Tim Which mouth. is... God gum damn. to tooth ratio crazy but his girlfriend <laughs> that's a milk dud that's that's a milk dud <laughs> that ain't the same kind of milk dud <laughs> that ain't who's his wife who's his girlfriend? that is an uncle ruckus child everybody believes that tim scott does not like that girl and i'm not finna or go into why does she like him what they do all Lisa. of a sudden she came out of nowhere when he was on the presidential trail and everybody was asking him why are you single and basically insinuating questioning his sexuality all of a sudden he had a girlfriend and she's a good christian woman i believe they supposedly met at church child it's a mess i just see her tim scott he endorsed donald trump which is wild because nikki haley whose name is actually and and this was shocking somebody dm me and was like can you believe she's passing and i was like wait y'all don't know that nikki haley not white I didn't. What's wrong with y'all? You thought I mean, Nikki I didn't know that, but I forgot. I forgot. Her I remember you talking. You talked about it. Her parents are immigrants, right? And they came over and did it the right way. Nikki Haley's name ain't Nikki Haley. What's her name? It's Nimarata Nikki Rond Rondawad. I don't know how to say it. Well, Haley. like a real American. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. And it's no disrespect. I want to say it correctly. But that's not her name. And maybe if I heard her fucking real name, I would, about it. I would be able to say. Yeah. It. And if that is not. And Nikki Haley just came out and said that the United States is not a, a racist country and has never been, which is just intellectually dishonest because why the fuck is your name Nikki Haley? Say less. So he endorses Trump when Nikki Haley. This is significant because she was actually the person who appointed him to his Senate seat in 2012. 
when Jim De, uh, DeMitt retired. They got shit going on in the back. Like this, this you can't stay real, wheeling it. Po- they politics as usual. Wow. Girl, it's they disgusting. But ticking. What I need to promising play. these people, Antoinette. Oh, he, Tim Scott wants that VPC bad. Tim Scott is like, I could get the black people on board. I'm the good coonish black man. I said it. I'm sorry. Who loves God. And I can get black people to vote for you, Donald. They'll love you if I'm on your ticket. Unfortunately, and we have experiences on the podcast, we don't even need that, child. The black men? Hello. Talk about it. Let me play something for you, for y'all with Tim. Timmy. Don't vote for that nigga anyway. Is this Donald Trump country? Oh, yeah. That's it. I can't hear you. We need a president president. who will unite our country. We need Donald Trump. We need a president who will protect your social security and my mama's social security. We need Donald Trump. We need a president today. Who will stop the crime and recklessness in the streets? We need a president who will restore law and order. We need Donald Trump. Oh, we need a president who will lower our taxes and not raise our taxes. We need a president like Donald Trump. We need a president who understands the American people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. What the fuck you did not just quote Fannie Lou Hamer in a in a speech. That's why I didn't turn it off. Shame. Shame. You he, now now this is where I believe prolonged shit should happen. He should be dragged through the streets. Oh. And rocks should be thrown at him. Shame. But all the ancestors, you didn't spit on Fannie Lou Hamer's grave and all the work that that woman has done for us. In order for your raggedy ass to be able to vote, you go out there and do this just so you can have a position in the White House so your dick can feel bigger? Fuck you, Tim Scott. I don't have no space for Timmy. Timmy is Uncle Ruckus. He is a coon. <laughs> he is a shucking, jiving, hot ass mess. I said it. I don't fuck with it. He don't believe not a fucking word that came out his he mouth. He didn't sound That's believable. Why he's talking like that. Yeah. He sounded like AI. He, he sounded like a robot. He what did. Mean? He sounded weird. And then weird. he was trying to do this Martin Luther King draw. Like, what are you or doing? Or like Obama shit. Like, what was he doing? What are you doing, bro? Yes, it's disgusting. It's. This is what we're up against. 
it's important for me to play this kind of shit so everybody can understand the level of unseriousness. But also the other side, fuck. They That's were, what I was saying. I was about girl, to say a bad about? word. I they about to get me bad. You about to say the n word? I, no, I was. I was about to say the, a, a word I ain't gonna say because they didn't call me out about it in past shows. But they a little goofy. Anyway, let me not get upset. <laughs> it's hot at the for real. I I just went down. he said he's a jigaboo. He is a cone. <laughs> he, he is, is a. <laughs> He is a but he is betraying. He's bamboozled. He's betraying himself. That shucking and jiving, tap dancing with your slave master behind you is gonna get us all fucking killed. And then to to just bring Fanny into it, that was too much for me. That the level of disrespect. Sick and and then he said it like that. We sick and tired. What are you I'm doing? Sick and tired. Of being you don't even sick talk like that. You don't even talk like that. Oh, wait, thank you very much. Play with me. And and Trump looking all weird like he's in a fucking meat suit Sesame Street costume in the back. Like what the <laughs> fuck was that in the back? It's good. He it's, it's crazy. That nigga was orange with a red yellow <laughs> hair and a blue He looked like a Sesame Street Muppet. What is this? It's not real. It's absurd. It is. It's it's just Atlanta episode that we <laughs> That it cracks me up because we're like, in. things we can't go into detail with, but you should know about. Sorry. Meanwhile, 30 minutes later. Anyhow, my bad, y'all. But, pop culture. Mm. Child. Dave, this pissed me off, too. Ooh. Dave Chappelle <sighs> criticizes Cat Williams. Dave Chappelle spoke to an audience about Williams on stage at Monterey's at the Hollywood Improv. He's quoted as saying, what part of the game is this? Nah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he only ethered niggas. He didn't say anything about any of those white boys. None of these white boys function like that, Chappelle said of Williams during his set. Cat is one of the best painters in the game. So why are you drawing ugly pictures of us? Stop. Then this nigga says, hurt people hurt people, but I'm a hurt person that never hurt people. Which is crazy. And he does it all the time. Fuck this one and fuck that one and fuck this one, Chappelle said, impersonated Williams. But nigga, I didn't hear anything that you did wrong. He didn't do nothing wrong. Cat didn't do nothing wrong. Cat was talking about shit that niggas did to other niggas, but not anything about that niggas did to him. <laughs> First of all, that sentence is crazy to me. Chappelle, he went on to say that if he told his story, it would break your heart and that he lost everything and never, ever told on anybody. He went on to say that he does fuck with Cat Hard, but question why Williams would call out his peers when all of us are trying to be in a better situation. Ooh. <laughs> what? Yo, I, I, I'm so deeply disappointed by this. Why? Of Dave Chappelle saying something like that? Yes, I thought Dave is usually, to me, much oh, more self-aware girl. and perceptive. And what? then for him to think that he's never harmed people, I thought that he knew he was harming people. You? But he also had a, a larger message, and that was part of the thing, of the shock value of, like, this is part of comedy, but I, I thought that he was just more aware. I, he had to have been drunk. 
This just in, forgive me, the New York Times, Alabama executed a man using nitrogen gas, becoming the first state in the U.S. to use mm-hmm. the previously untested method. Mm-hmm. All you right, Kenneth Smith, meal. your life is gone, and we are all here to um, witness it. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, to go back, the fact that you're surprised by this is surprising to me. Because that nigga since 2020 has been um, the furthest from being self-aware to me, the furthest from um, caring, careful, No, the I'm furthest not from accountable. And first of all, when the fuck, for me, what rubbed me the wrong way? Like you bringing up that point was i don't know why that wasn't the first thing that came to my mind but the first thing that came to my mind was like why the fuck you so concerned about what white people where did he say something about white people just the idea of why are you painting a bad picture of 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 black people why aren't you talking about the white people why is you know why you would it it felt to me it felt like a critique of like crab barrel like white gays yeah like what the fuck what what i think that's because Chappelle has been harmed by white people so much that he's like redirect that shit okay good point i love that you said that trying to okay very good thank you internet make a way Mm. by any means and all means necessary so we need to rally together this is a and he said before some shit is our conversation right with Chappelle, some stuff is like this is not for y'all but what wasn't it wasn't it it was on a black platform with the black host on a black huge show. Yes. But of course it, I don't think he means just black outlets. I think he means some shit doesn't go to the public. You handle it behind closed doors because these white folks are different in Hollywood and they cause so much more harm than what even you might know, Kat. And maybe Kat does know. Maybe he does But what Dave fails to understand is that some conversations he don't belong in, which is those conversations around trans folk lgbtqia folk that's not your place and he's failing to understand that because he's so wrapped up in his own pain and trauma right that he thinks he can talk about anything and everything and that's something that i've been steadfast in like you need to relax even if you i see sometimes the point he's trying to make but it's so i don't want to say unartful it's 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 hurtful and harmful and self-centered he's so but he's self-centered because he's still hurt hurt people hurt people which is why i think it's crazy for him to write but i'm a hurt person that never hurt people you must have lost just never snitched on the white people that fucked you over dog and i think there's a thing about him if i'm being completely honest is that with the lgbtqia community whether he wants to admit it or not He's dehumanized them a little bit or he's so frustrated by the fact that their struggle is 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 now a struggle that um, he he probably and we I have a friend in my life like this who, you know, wait y'all turn. Right. That's what he says. I don't care about your pronouns. It's really people getting killed in the street. I in my opinion, you're not the that's priority. What, that's how Dave feels. Why are you prioritized over me? And so uh-huh. this idea that I'm a hurt person that never hurt people is giving. Do you not see that they're people? 
Can you even see that past your own pain? I, 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 that's very good. Wonderful points. One, number one, I feel like, um, first of all, people were talking shit about cat. Cat had to come and clear the, clear it up. He didn't come out there unprovoked. First of all, talk about it. Okay. And I think he has been quiet for a long time with people lying on him and painting this picture, especially, I don't know if it's not true or not. I have some people that are like, no, nah, that nigga was definitely on drugs, da 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 But when you talk about, and, and Dave Chappelle was the first one to really bring this conversation to the forefront about the dismissal of people who have been wronged, who've been manipulated, who've been exploited, and then just saying that they're crazy or that mm-hmm. they're on drugs. Like it's dismissive. Didn't he say yeah, that? Yeah, he said actors. He did. He mm-hmm. fucked me up. I wrote a whole paper shooting. on that. But like, I don't know. Similar to what you said, I think Dave Chappelle is missing. Dave Chappelle was a catalyst for and seems to have um, lost his... He was a catalyst for really important social conversations, but because, just to your point, him being self-centered, him putting it all around his pain, he feels he feels out of touch. Mm-hmm. He feels really out of touch. He feels really um, not curious, not compassionate. He's just always critiquing and always like talking at motherfuckers. Like I got, I know, I have this wisdom, and it's like. No, when he does know, he knows that that thing that he did, it wasn't even stand up. It was just social commentary on George Floyd. That was beautiful. I didn't like his energy behind. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. Feel, oh, you didn't like no, that. I, li- I, I liked not, that. I could not watch it. That like 11 minute thing he did yeah, where he was like outside or people. It was oh, like, I, I like that. I, no, I, I did not. I don't enjoy because I felt energy. like he was vulnerable and honest that mm-hmm. he was str- struggling through something i don't know speaking of honesty struggling through something oprah has never went to therapy (laughs) oprah has built her entire career around self-help self-improvement self-inquiry discovery yet she has never been to therapy she shared this on a recent episode of the drew barrymore show she says, I had all my therapy on the show in front of everybody. She says that basically, you know, she was at the forefront of, which I'll give this credit to her, um, at the forefront of um, spearheading and creating spaces, community. I think she was probably the, the head of virtual community in a way um even paving the way for podcasts and talk shows you know I I would even say podcasts with her technique and the way that she was um a champion and also a space where vulnerability was you know the center and the focus of her content but at the same time I, this just brings up a lot of questions for me. I had someone text me this and they were pissed. They were like, they felt like that's really problematic. Or Oprah is problematic for a lot of, for many different reasons people think. But the fact that she's actually never been to therapy, 
and she has this platform and she champions all of this kind of like self-help, self-inquiry, discovery, but seemingly may have an arrogance or a, um, yeah, again, this lack of self-awareness or this idea that she may not need it. I did it in front of everybody. I worked through my shit. I don't know. Should everybody go to therapy? Especially these people that, similar to what you were talking about with can't afford therapy, these people that champion, share content, put us on to so many people that are, you know, are talking about wellness. Around the way curls is not exempt from this at all. Child, is that, do we need to have that professional ex expertise? I think it's helpful. It's interesting. I'm thinking about Oprah and when she started in the time frame, therapy was not really a thing like that. Therapy was someplace that you went. It was stigmatized. It was a place that you went when you were, when you, something was wrong with you, right? Mm -hmm. When you were othered. And she spearheaded a lot of normalization. Saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. of that kind mm -hmm. of help mm -hmm. i think there's something to be said you brought up a great word arrogance of like if you're around it all the time right and you're seeing the work you're observing the work sure you can pick some things up definitely i think oh oprah's so tricky for me i don't find oprah to be someone who feels authentic mm. when i don't um when i hear her talk I'm like, mm. now I struggle with her super soul Sunday stuff and all that. I really mm. do when she's a part of it. Cause I'm just, there's something that, and I don't know how she can show up differently. She's such a powerhouse. She's a, a media mogul at this point. She's so media trained. How could she show up any other way than that training? But I, I can't take away from what she did in that space and the fact that she did it against all odds she shouldn't have been able to do it with her name with the way she looked with and, and her background i mean oprah if you read about oprah i mean you talked about it when you oprah were talking about the color purple shit, bro she been through some stuff now and to be where she is and to even manage that even if she hadn't been through the stuff that she's been through in her life, to manage the level of fame, power, influence, um, responsibility, probably survival's, survivor's guilt, maybe, maybe. To manage that, I don't know how she does that without somebody, some, some formal help. But she also has people around who are her who are not, you know, they ain't boo-boo the fool. So I don't know. Maybe at her dinner parties, there's different conversations. I, I try not to judge it. For me, I'm just like, I think everybody could do a little better with therapy, but there's different types of therapy. You know, maybe she never sat on somebody's couch, but maybe she's done music therapy. Maybe her dinner parties feel like um, group therapy. You know, if you're sitting across from Esther Perel and this person and that, like maybe that stuff 
translates different. There's just a, she's in a whole other world and realm. But I think, girl, go to therapy. What the fuck is wrong with you? But that's me being judgmental and not knowing nothing really about her. I don't know how you have all of the money that you have and live the way you do. <laughs> Actually, it makes more sense that she's able to do that because she's probably never been to therapy. I think, so um, I think the Oprah thing. built, I think the foundations of Oprah and her superpower and how she, um, was so impactful was because of her authenticity and her ability to be vulnerable. I don't oh, know about now, but I think that that was something that she did so well and changed mm. the game with so well and mm. was so, um, fought for that. And that's what made the show very different and built the community and the loyalty mm -hmm. and the space that she created for women. So I, I'll say that. I, I don't think that she was inauthentic. I don't, I don't know. I don't follow her enough now. Um, but I guess lastly, and this is maybe this is a, this is a whole topic, but I wonder if similarly the podcaster space the influencer space has just become a pseudo therapy for all of us because all of the therapy language is sticky now and everybody's a narcissist all the into it's like the the tiktok the psychology academic academia right like all of us understanding the systemic racism gender feminism and then mixed in with all of these, you know, therapy words, everybody is intersecting with everything. And we're just like talking about it just so fluently with each other and deepening. But like, are we just are we the deepening? blind living? Yeah. Are we deepening? Are, are the people that we taking this shit from? Well, do we even know what wellness is like therapy or therapists are humans as well? So right, could, but I guess it's the it's the um expertise and experience mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. Jinx. More questions and answers from around the I want to hear from listeners about this. I'm curious. Cuz I I know I'm a Oprah. Something about Oprah just never resonated with me, but I know people who are like she's changed their lives. So well, I'm curious to know if I this I like impacts it. I like her. You like current Oprah or the like, Oprah show? I've, Oprah. I have always had an affinity towards Oprah. I don't like the color purple production that she put out. All right, girl. <laughs> some of her choices and some of the rumors about her, I'm, I'm like, oh, but I, I wouldn't put it past her. But I think, um, I think she's an incredible human being, and uh, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she's like a monster underneath, but uh, I, I, I didn't say. Please I don't say I, that. I, I apologize. That's all <laughs> I need is for people to start saying. She did not Internet say that. Said, that was Oprah my perception was monster, of what child. she said. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like she she's put inauthentic. That on me. That's what I. Th I don't think she's inauthentic, as best that you can Current be, and with the fame and the access and the power that she has. I don't know. She Aquarius child, tricky, tricky, tricky. Shut up. <laughs> All right, last up. <sighs> Black Oscars are out. I don't know none of these movies. 
I don't know any of it. I don't care. But we will go into the black Oscar nominees. I care about this part. 2004 black nominees. Danielle, Bro- Danielle Brooks, category best actress in a supporting role for the film The Color Purple. Sterling K. Brown, best actor in a supporting role for the film American Fiction. He Coleman was Domingo. In that. That's my boo. That's category. That's my boyfriend. Best actor in leading role. Film Rustin. He's so fine. Divine Joy Randolph. Best Shout out to Philly. Divi- best actress in a supporting role. The film Holdovers. And last, she's gonna win. She won everything so far. Okay, I have to see the movie. You Jeffrey know she's from Wright. Philly, right? Come on, now, Philly. Let's Coleman go. and her from Philly. You okay. know that, right? Yeah, I told you about Coleman. Now, I okay. was gonna put you on. I forgot who told me that. Thank you, Jeffrey Wright. Who looks like my ex. (laughs) (laughs) Category best actor in a leading role in the film American Fiction. He won't win that, but Sterling might win. Sterling was great in that film. That was a good film and you didn't want to see it. I'm going to go see all of them. No, you're not. (laughs) Why would you lie? Who would lie like that? No, I really really want to see American Fiction. What is this Rustin? I want. I love movies. That's on Netflix movie. right now, girl. Oh, well, let me. That's what Ava did it, of course. Pretty sure Ava did it. I'm going to let you uh, handle this, Queen. Why? All right. Um, everybody's pissed off. There's one movie that everybody's so upset about, and it's Barbie. Shanti didn't see Barbie. I did. I saw Barbie. speak for me? I thought you did. Who was I talking to that did, didn't see it? I saw it. I saw it while I was cleaning my room. I had a whole conversation with somebody about this. Oh, that wasn't you. (laughs) I know who I was talking to. Uh, Barbie. You saw it. Okay, very good. The whites are upset. (laughs) I'm going to just say what it is. The whites. whites, All of them are just the white women. The white women and a lot of gay white men are upset that Marco, Robbie, and Greta Gerwig, Gerwig, we're not nominated for their perspective um, categories. Margot would have, people feel, should have been nominated for Best Lead Actress. And Greta, they feel, should have been nominated for Best Director. Um, I don't know why Hillary Clinton chimed in on that. <laughs> That's how you know you're on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. I was like, wait, what? Hillary needs a new social media manager because she didn't write this, but she wrote Greta and Margot, comma. While it can sting to win the box office, but not take the gold, your millions of fans love you. You're both so much more than Knuff. Knuff, like a play on Ken. No and that is because fucking way. That's what she wrote. That is because Ryan Gosling was nominated. Now, this is very interesting because the entire film oh, leans love on. I love this for everyone. <laughs> the entire film oh, leans on this idea it's of women being overlooked, um, of patriarchy. this man yeah. discovering the patriarchy, yeah. feeling empowered mm-hmm. by the patriarchy and wielding it. Uh-huh. And so they're like, wait, wait, wait. So you to tell me <laughs> that the only man from the movie oh, about how harmful the patriarchy is to both <laughs> men and women 
<laughs> the only thing that's gonna the only person that's gonna oh, be nominated. Tricky. I have such an unpopular opinion on this. I'm gonna save it and keep going. Um, the thing about Hillary is that she tried to make it about her because she's like, even though you win at the box office, meaning even though I yeah, won most yeah, of the yeah. popular vote, Yuck. you, st- I still didn't win the election. Like, girl, so just be quiet, girl. Her, yeah, it's like, oh, girl, fuck shut it, up, girl. Dave Chappelle, just shut up, shut the fuck up. So a lot of people are up in arms about this. Um, a lot of black women and brown women are up in arms about this because they're like, okay, this is white peak white feminism. And they're like, okay, hold on. I got to go to another statement. There was another statement that came out. <laughs> and they said, uh, I think this is from the Los Angeles Times. Yeah. This white woman wrote in the Los Angeles Times, if only Barbie had done a little time as a sex worker or barely survived becoming the next victim in a mass murder plot or stood accused of shoving Ken out of the dream house's top window. Certainly millions of Barbie fans are currently wishing they could push someone, perhaps a member or two of the film Academy out of a very high William window. So that was a shot at the other nominees and the roles that they played. And so now they're like, wait, wait, so you finna, you finna try to dim the light of these other women who were nominated. Like, is that your version of feminism? You have to step on their backs and, and, and try to discredit their work and their achievement in order to, and the stories, and the stories in order to uplift Robbie and Greta. That, like, does, that doesn't do it. Robbie and Greta probably like, oh God. Now why am I in it? <laughs> I, <laughs> my I ain't said nothing. Now, I now want them to it? win. I just want the color. Per- They're gonna be clapping loud as shit if a black woman wins. <laughs> Listen now, now mind you, this is the first time in the history. This is all while this is the first time an indigenous woman has ever been nominated for an Oscar. Shout out to Lily Gladstone. So you're you're not even recognizing that. All you can say is your Barbie. Margot, this beautiful, white. It's Barbie. Perfect, right, plastic doll looking, very skilled of an actress What was not nominated. And then other people are saying, you know, Greta, how, Barbie was nominated for best film though. And they're like, well, how is, how could she be not, how could the film be nominated for best film? And the director is not nominated for best director. Guess what? That happens often. It happens often, and it happens to men as well. You do you want to go into this imperial feminism? Oh no, do this is just a statement. That this is similar okay. um, critique of the whole um, th- them being upset about everything. And uh, this was shared by uh, this was written by Dana Saeed. Imperial feminism is an entire discourse angry about two white women not getting enough nominations for a commercial doll while staying while staying silent on U.S. funding and supporting a genocide killing two Palestinian mothers every hour, starving girls and causing a 300 percent increase in miscarriages. And just so we know, we got another (laughs) academic word for us to start throwing around using in our lexicon imperial feminism also known as imperialist 
feminism, colonial feminism, or intersectional imperialism refers to instances where critics argue feminist rhetoric is used to justify empire building or imperialism. So, uh, yeah, imperial feminism privileges empire building through war. So they throwing that at Greta too and Robbie. But but in all fairness... Greta and Robbie said nothing. They didn't say anything. They say how we get into this. Now, in a statement, Ryan Gosling, our Ken, who is nominated for Best Actor, can't wait to see him in Eva Mendes because I love them. (laughs) He expressed his disappointment. And, you know, fans have obviously commented on the irony of his performance, you know, about the fact that what we just discussed uh, he said, there is no Ken without Barbie. There is no Barbie movie without Greta and Margot. The two people most responsible for this history-making, globally celebrated film. No recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent, grit, and genius. To say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement. Media train. He knew. I can't. I cannot accept this and be excited about this without addressing what's going on here. You didn't deleted my commentary, child. Um here's a deal. It's all right. It's fine. Um I would just want to say Barbie still received eight Oscar nominations in all the this chaos. And Margot's role as a producer um is recognized because the film is up for best category. They could still win essentially. Right, and Greta is nominated alongside this other person, Noah Baumbach, for Best Adapted Screenplay, whatever. Listen, the only person, uh, my unpopular opinion, Ryan deserved to be the nominee for this film. I remember watching Barbie on, the, on, on a plane, and I said, literally text Mandy, because she was on a plane with me, and I said, he was excellent in this film he the way that he completely submitted to the role and owned it and just did it it, and he honestly had more to do he had dance sequences he had all he was the the little docile ken who was obsessed with barbie in the beginning then he turns into the patriarchy ken then he goes back to understanding how patriarchy is harmful now, was do I think he deserves to win an Oscar for it? Hell no. But Margot was one note the whole film. And she did the one note plastic thing very well, in my opinion. But was that an Oscar-worthy performance? Was the movie Oscar-worthy, girl? No, the message might have been. Thank Maybe you. Maybe that's what they're saying. And guess what? In this, in terms of it being such a box office hit. That is not because the movie was great. That was because the PR was great. There was no fucking place on the world that you could look without seeing Barbie splattered everywhere. They ran out of pink of that pink paint. Yeah. Do you know that? I did. They ran out of pink, that pink paint globally because of all of the activations, the set, like the, the advertising that has nothing to do with the actual performance of a film Talk and people it. need to understand the di- that, that, that very worthy. different Calm like down. that there's a difference there 
that's like saying, oh, I'm about to be anti-black. But that's like saying, <sighs> Michael B. Jordan deserved the Oscar for Black Panther. Absolutely Hell no, not. he didn't. Don't be foolish. Or that the, uh, that Black Panther deserved an Oscar for Oh, I won't go that far. And it was Visual nominated. Visual effects, soundtracks, don't do me. Costuming, yes, it did. I'm talking about for best actor or best direction. Maybe it could have won for best. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I don't know. In I don't, terms, we're not even talking so. about that right now. I'm, I'm mostly talking about Margot. Listen, Chadwick not going to win an Oscar for that role. I don't think he did. Maybe he did. I, I don't think. I think he won for um the one that he did with Viola, the play that he redid. Yeah, no, they did. There's they just certain movies that... They won for costume design, I think. Yeah, there's just certain movies that you don't... The message is important. The movie might live on. But you're not stretching your artistic abilities that far. Ooh. She stood like this the whole time. What do you want, y'all? <laughs> That's it's not, not a popularity, right? Like it's I mean, a, it, is yes, a it is a popularity con- contest, and we blew you guys out the water, Indigenous girl. <laughs> indigenous girl is crazy. Can you write that? That might be the name of the no. episode. We no. blew you out the water, Indigenous girl. <laughs> Put it up. Ah. Put it up. All right, y'all. Listen, I hate to say it. I know you're ready to go, but. Ryan, if anybody was going to be Oscar nominated, that I film, love the who the fuck the else was it going to be? I hope he wins. He's going to be like, <laughs> he's not going to. I, I, what he going to do a Kanye? Is somebody going to jump up? He'll be like, seat. I'm going to give this. I'm going to dedicate this award. I'm going to actually give this award like to Margot Wood with an eye to eye. He should take all the credit. He should just get straight. He should just do <laughs> just a whole art. Yeah, just like do a whole like art. Uh, what's it called? Not installation. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's late. What's it called? I don't know. Let us know your thoughts. If y'all saw Barbie. Some people love Barbie. Like, I who was so going to win an Oscar? People. Issa? Like, what did y'all want? Did y'all think? If anybody, I liked. Yeah, like, who else besides him? The crazy one should have won. The, the crazy, crazy one, maybe. The one in the in the house that was the ugly Barbie. Yeah. Damn, but she was she the ugly Barbie, ugly. so she Damn, wasn't going to win. ugly Barbie. We really dismissed the <laughs> fuck. She was the no, most real. I'm saying one. she should have won. That's what. That's how they treated her. The misfit Barbie. I, I wasn't a fan of the movie, and that's my unpopular opinion. It was okay. It was not groundbreaking to me, but I I'm get like, how. Y'all don't go on TikTok and hear all this shit. This news to y'all? JoJo know this shit? <laughs> But for children who don't and for people who don't, there's a lot of people who don't. There's a lot of people. That's like, I don't know. It's a new message. That messaging is very new. You don't see that. And especially to use Barbie for the message. Yeah, I'm being an ass. You know, like that was an interesting shift. such a juxtaposition, wasn't it? Oscar. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. Not when it's it's shit like, come on. There's other shit out here. This Oscar worthy, y'all. It's it's we ain't seen none of them. We can't worthy. name one of the movies that is Oscar we worthy. Know, we know it ain't the color purple. We, <laughs> right? And I want Danielle to win. <laughs> I do. I want Danielle to win. If the color purple, if this iteration of the color purple, they call eat wins up at one Oscar, and the you don't original think Danielle should win, and the original doesn't no, that's not how win. You, that's not how you. Gauge I don't it, care. Shanti. I'm talking about my person. This is my truth. <laughs> cat, come that's on, cat. Some, uh, that's some bullshit with a capital 
be. You understand me? I hate Ooh. that. Ooh. The way and how deserved that original one was in comparison to this, this ain't even a film. That, they keep yelping and ca- carrying on. It ain't a movie. Then why y'all in a movies award? <laughs> <laughs> why would you say it like, why y'all in a movies award? Can I just tell you something though? It flopped at the box office. Color Purple did? Which one? The original one? This one. A hundred million dollar budget. It racked up 60 mil right now. Ooh. That's talk a about a... F- t- and Because mm, people, word got out. That first, the first box, the first, um, when it hit, everybody was like, we got to go see it. And then they was like, don't go see that. Sorry. God damn it. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. All right. Sierra going to go to them Oscars too. And I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> oh my God. Sierra is going to go to the Oscars. I'm like, let's nigga let Sierra go to the Oscars. And <laughs> <laughs> <That> mannequin meme. <laughs> yeah. Let's let Sierra go to the Oscars. <laughs> oh, I don't know she if we're doing great. well. We're going to get in trouble. I apologize. But y'all know. And I will never back down for this. I will never. Somehow they gonna eat me up. No, they not. They gonna gonna come. They gonna come, and I'm gonna be ready. (laughs) (laughs) I won't let them into that. I will defend you. Please help me. I'll be fired for my fucking life. Sometimes, like I will do a whole dissertation on. Remember though. (laughs) Remember, I said Sterling should win. Now I said it, and I said our girl from Sterling K. Oh, what? I I don't know. You ain't even see that film. I don't know who Sterling is. I thought you was talking about Coleman. My bad. Coleman fine and he dressing his ass off and he does good work, but he should not win for that Mr. Role. Kurt, he was not nominated for the Mr. Role. Okay. You dumbass. <laughs> he was nominated for Rustin. I don't appreciate Rustin. that. Even though Sorry, I read but- <laughs> all of the nominations and still got it wrong. You have it up. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't appreciate it. He's not it. nominated for that. Let's go. It's two minutes, two hours in. Is it? That's too long. Bye, y'all. Peace to the gods. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>